0: We interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
1: Good afternoon. Today is Wednesday, December 6th, and my name is Scott Shera. I am Grace's dad, and Grace's murder has forced me, or not forced, I mean, I chose by my own free will to become a full-time advocate and researcher to help others so that nobody else has to lose their best buddy. And the single most important thing that has happened to me in this process is learning how programmed I have been. And that is why the title of this podcast is Deprogramming with Grace's Dad. And I have a guest today that's going to take the, the programming that we've come to believe with our medical system and legal system uh, to a different level so that it will help all of us wake up even further. So as we always do with the beginning of these deprogramming series, uh, Podcast. I do a little bit of introduction relative to my best buddy Grace, and so we're going to start with something that doesn't seem like it's related to Grace. But you know, I took a three-week break, and I'm back today, first day back. And during that break, we had deer, Wisconsin deer hunting season. So my grandson, Grace's nephew, Caleb, has now become my hunting buddy. Grace used to be my hunting buddy, and Caleb got his first big buck this year. So Don, can you bring in that picture? So that's Caleb. This was the, the uh, first afternoon, Saturday afternoon of the first day of the 98 day Wisconsin deer hunt. So thank you for that. All right. So then we're going to next, I want to share something very near and dear to me relative to Grace. So, Don, can you play the short clip? Then I'll. Well, I was
0: hoping you could run a play for us. We are in a really big hurry. Sure. What's the plate? 29th- Number.
1: 29th-D03. Two nine Th-D03. T Number. Two nine THD 3 three.
0: Two nine THD zero three. T H D zero three. H... D-zero-three.
1: D... Zero-three. Mm-hmm. Zero. Three! Zero. three. Hmm. Hmm. Hey Flash, wanna hear a joke? No!
0: Sure. Mm. Okay. What do you call a three-humped camel? I don't... ...know. What... ...do... ...you call? Uh... Three humped camel. Three humped... camel. Pregnant. Ah. <laughs> uh, ah. Uh, uh, ah. yes, uh, very funny, very funny. Can we please uh, just focus on the text? Hey. Wait, wait, wait. Priscilla. Oh, no! Yes?
2: Lash.
0: what do No. you call a
2: three-humped
1: camel
0: uh, pregnant okay great green. we got it please jump.
1: J- oh my gosh I, I so grace and i watched this of course and uh those of you who have been watching my program for a while if you look in my background i i have something new today because i am bringing this into the equation so you see this little sloth right here so how this plays out in, in my, uh, in my fun times with Grace is we homeschooled Grace and my wife, I shouldn't say we, because my wife did all the work, but it, you know, Grace would ask for my help periodically. And in one of the times she had to give a speech. So my wife, uh, had her involved with a homeschool co-op every Thursday and Wednesday night, she said, dad, can you help me with my speech? I said, sure. So she's, she's telling me, I said, well, you don't have enough time. I mean, you're not prepared. So, I mean, you can't wait till the last, the last night to prepare for the speech. But I said, here's how you can do it. You can do it in sloth. So that way you have an extra week to prepare. So she only had to do a minute and a half speech. So she said, what do you mean doing it in sloth? I said, well, remember we we watched this this clip. So how you do a speech in sloth so you can get an extra week is, is like this. Good morning, class. So Grace picked up on that and oh my gosh, she she really got the idea of doing something in Slaws. So she she pulled it off, and the rest is history. All right. So now we're gonna move into white people tuned in and super Don, can you bring in Don Downs, please? Hi, Don. Hi. You can hear me okay? Oh yeah. All right, I'm going to read what your daughter sent me, your daughter, Kara. So this is because it's really good and it's very succinct. Don Downs was the husband of Brenda Downs and the father of Melissa Atkins, Karen, Kara Bookman, and Joseph Downs. He and Brenda have four grandchildren and built a beautiful and loving family together for 42 years. Don is the pastor of a small non-denominational church in Ohio. He has been in ministry for 26 years. Don has a heart for young people and ministers in local youth detention centers. After the loss of his wife due to COVID protocols, he has devoted time to freeing himself of a gag order issued by Ohio Health and exposing corruption in the hospitals and courts. Super Don, can you bring in the picture of Don and Brenda, please? So this is Don with his beautiful wife, Brenda, and uh, Don, I'm sorry for your loss. I mean, I don't have anything to say other than I know what you are going have been through what you're going through because, you know, I'm going through the same thing and people can't understand it. They can't understand it at all unless they've been through it. So I've titled today, Don, I've titled our program, How Deep Is the Medical Corruption and What Can Be Done? And what I want to do to start things off is uh, first, tell me about Brenda. Uh,
3: We were married 46 and a half years instead of 42, but uh, we got married when we was 18. We were still seniors in high school. Um, She worked for the school system for 30 years as an aide. Um, her last job was in the middle school in the office, but she was a mother to a awful lot of, uh, young girls that were having trouble with family matters, this and that she, over the years, it's incredible, uh, how many kids she was able to touch, not only in our ministry, but in the school system. So it's a tremendous loss to the, uh, school system and, um, so she was uh, sixty four when she passed away uh, September second of twenty one. She was in excellent health, I mean almost perfect health. She walked every day, she took care of herself better than I did by far. <laughs> uh, and um, so and I want to say this right up front, too, that our heart goes out to you and your family and your loss and uh, we do know a little bit about it. And uh, our heart goes out also to the, the 1.2 million people, families that lost a loved one um, to a a murderous uh, protocol. And um, so um, not only that, our heart goes out to the the good doctors and nurses that tried to do what was right, Uh, a lot of them are fired from their job or they or they quit so we do know several cases like that and so our heart goes out to them too um so it's just not our story is just not for for us it's for all those that have been affected by this whole uh sham is what i call it
1: that's that's spot on i mean uh that is 1.2 million Americans. And the reality is that that number is, when you frame it in terms of the world, we were number one in the entire world in COVID hospital murders, with India being number two, with four times that the population of the United States and less than half the deaths. You know, that quarter, you know, that time period, you know, she died in the same really period as grace grace died october 13th there was a real push for murders in that quarter because yes. the truth was already getting out and so when the yeah. you know they had they re- their their end game was to pr- was to promote the bioweapon and so the yes. truth on the bioweapon was already getting out the Brooke jackson case was filed already and you know so there was yeah. a, a real intense push to murder people in that last part of 2021
3: yeah, there was, and you know, Brenda was a, a part of that push, and uh, we we know that we've got uh, enough. Um, our our thing, you know, I can look at the protocol and uh, see what they were allowed to get away with, but the there's also something called uh, criminal activity that was in our case for sure because uh, Brenda was in the hospital. Uh, let's see uh she she tested positive for COVID 19 on uh july 28th of of 21 and uh me and her both were really down with covid sick with it went in the our local hospital for three days we was in the same room uh it really affected me worse than it did her uh the first day or two they said um where I had to have oxygen for the first day. She didn't have to have it, but for some reason my numbers got better and I was only in there three days, but they transferred her either the third or the fourth day to Columbus, Ohio, uh, under uh, Ohio Health Hospital, which they own a bunch of hospitals in Ohio. And so it was um, on, I believe it was August August 11th, she did not want to go on uh, life support uh we were there that day and every day and she told us that they were just hounding her to death about getting on the uh life support and she told us so we don't i don't feel uh bad enough to go on that i'm on the high flow auction she was talking with us you name it and, so when you're saying uh,
1: the life support, you're talking about a ventilator. Ventilator,
3: yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't leave her alone. So uh, she she told me and the girls, "Look, uh, they say it's it's going to help me. Uh, it's going to help my lungs rest." And um, but they won't leave me alone. I'm going to go ahead and let them do it. So within the hour, she let them put her on uh and that same day we found out just a few hours later that we had a friend that called and said that uh, they they had a family member or a friend that was uh, on life support it was given the drug called
1: ivermectin which we were not we didn't know about
3: till that day you were
1: you were in this mindset i know the mindset because i was there your program yeah that to trust the we, white coat, they're following the Hippocratic Oath, all of that stuff. Absolutely, and, great. So then, yes. and they tell you, you know, so they tell Brenda, well, this is going to help you. It's going to help rest your lungs. I mean, you you're not yes. the wiser to it. Yeah, I
0: right. It,
3: so we're, we've been, we've all been. My oldest daughter says this on these podcasts. This is our fifteenth one, by the way. That she always says that tells the people we are programmed to trust the doctors and and the nurses and you know in years past you could i guess but now we found out the hard way that that is the furthest thing from the truth and and people need to wake up to this fact uh until they've been through something like you and 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 i've been through that i don't know what it's going to take but so anyhow uh they put her on there we find out about the ivermectin uh, so I called for a meeting with the hospital administration, high up, so uh, as we could get. So we had a meeting with them, and I said, "Look, we heard about this ivermectin thing. We want to try this uh, in Ohio. Well, we thought we had a Trump had a, a new law two, three years prior, the right to try act. Well, they said this we don't have to go by that. So this was, that was out the so door. this
1: was with." who at Ohio Health, not necessarily the name, but what was it in a upper management person you asked at Ohio Health or who? It was the ICU
3: head. uh, I'll say their name, Dr. Chowdhury. Uh, We've got probably nine people we could name. Um, But all this was coming down from um, the infectious disease doctor of all Ohio Health. He's the one that carried the big gun. It was whatever he said. But anyhow, I just said, look, I want to give her the ivermectin. They t- In that meeting, they said, you cannot even buy ivermectin in Ohio at a pharmacy. I said, really? That's a lie. And uh, the only place you can get it is tractor supply. I said, no, no, that's a lie. So uh, they lied about that. But anyhow, uh, I said, they just absolutely refused. So they took it, that meeting, they took it higher. Within 45 minutes, they came back and said, absolutely not. We've checked with higher ups, no way. I said, okay. Uh, My question then was to them, in 19 months, at that point, 19 months of COVID had been going on. I said, in this hospital, which is a big hospital in Columbus, Ohio, how many people, that has had a loved one that had COVID. This COVID was on a on a life support machine. How many people sued you or came against you to to get them a ivermectin or any other drug to help save their life? Because you're saying now that you put her on life support that she's going to die. It was incredible. I got them to admit that they only the the. I said, "How many people have you uh, had walk out of here after being with COVID, being on life support?" And this this guy that lied about the ivermectin, he says, "Oh, we've had we've had oh, hand four more." And the and the nurse across from him, one of the head nurses, she said, "No, that's not true. We've only had one person, and that was the very first of COVID. They didn't get the uh, Remdesivir. See, so they yes. walked out alive." So. Then we were really start to be desperate. And uh, so so uh, I said, well, I'll tell you what, how many people? None. You're the first one that would ever bring anything against us in 19 months. I said, well, count me the first one because uh, you're gonna get paperwork tomorrow. We found out the same day, all this happened in one day, we were able to locate or, uh, our doctor here in Logan prescribed ivermectin. We found a drugstore that would give it. That was a battle, but we got it done all in one day. We got her uh, what she needed. Uh, and then we called a, a an attorney in New York, Ralph Larego.
1: Yeah, Why? Familiar, very we familiar heard, he Ralph. Was, I'm very, very Ralph, familiar with Ralph.
3: Okay. We were Ralph's 12th uh, client. And we believe I think we had his reports from ten. We my my oldest daughter called him and he answered the phone. So all this happened in one day. We're thinking, wow, the Lord's in this in a big way. Yes. So Ralph uh, answers the phone. He took our case. The first eleven, if I'm, it's either ten or eleven. We were his twelfth clients on trying to save our loved one. He was able to go to court wherever it was, whether it was in New York or anywhere in this country, he was able to save all those people with ivermectin, took them to court. They get, you know, they, they administered it to her. So we did the same thing. Ralph said, okay, I'll take the case. And her being in such good health that she, she is, other than the COVID thing right now, I believe with all my heart, she's going to make it. But we have to petition the Franklin County one of the common police court judges, which we did the next day. And I had to hire a, a local attorney in Columbus that wasn't affiliated with Ohio Health. We found one. We hired him to do the groundwork. So it's all set. I, I want,
1: so Don, no, I just want to have I want to have people understand what is going on at this point. I mean this this sounds like a um, a science fiction movie, because you've got, you've got hospital staff completely lying to you. Right. You can't be in charge of your own care. I mean, you'd think you could be in charge of your own care. So now you've got to hire an attorney just to get, I mean, it's, it's, this is so crazy but this is what we are up against and this is why I know you're right. speaking out because if people can yeah. understand just that fact they'll be prepared. I just got done right. talking about about the reality that you know Satan isn't standing outside the hospital in a red suit in a pitchfork warning you. No. You know he's no. God's using people like us to warn. Yeah, so keep keep That's going. Right. This is it's you're doing a great job. Uh,
3: okay, so um um, uh, because so ralph gets this thing in the court where the judge is going to look at it and it was and the judge at first he couldn't he couldn't understand why that they wouldn't just go ahead and try the ivermectin yep. and so he was telling he called us and we were on the phone with him for a day and a half as the judge was and all this but ohio health said that they would agree to give her the ivermectin only with a confidentiality agreement. And it was loaded with all kinds of things. But the the thing that stuck out the most right off the bat was if they had to give the ivermectin, we, myself and my two daughters, would owe them one million dollars a piece if we ever spoke about it. I looked at that and I said, "That's extortion," but it's a, it's legal extortion, I guess. So, one million dollars a piece. We were blown away, and I thought, and and it's you need a copy of our contract. You will not believe it, but whether or not we told it or Someone else told it, heard about it and told it. They they collect off us the million apiece. So the judge looked at it and he was a really nice guy. Yeah, right. He knocked it down to a hundred thousand dollars apiece. And he said that was a bit too much, the million dollars. So uh Ralph's on the phone with him, R- Ralph had to go through some some kind of legal stuff, paperwork. To get to practice here over the phone in, in Ohio. Great. So that was all done. That was all done in one day. So we'd have we signed the million, but anyhow, I got it down to $100,000 piece. But then they started, he calls us and said, Hey, this is looking good. I mean, uh, Ohio Health has four attorneys over there in the court, courtroom. They've been there all day. Our attorneys, on the ground has been there all day ralph was on the phone well ralph uh the judge got aggravated because every time they wanted to change something on ohio health uh to their advantage it was all to their advantage uh ralph said no and in fact they wanted him to pay a hundred thousand dollars too and uh, both attorneys both my attorneys he said absolutely not so our this is what happens. The judge calls us at about 4.30 in the afternoon. And mind you, these people's their attorneys, our local attorneys in there all day. And we walk in. Oh, no. I'm getting ahead of myself. The judge calls us on the phone. We got a speaker. Uh, we got an on speaker phone. And he tells us, look, we've come to uh, an agreement and it's going to be $100,000 piece, but um, I'm going to tell you right now that if you ever speak about this, you will pay the $100,000 piece. And I want you three right now to repeat your answer after me, like kindergarten kids. Both girls graduated the high state. Both girls uh, are teachers. One's high school, one's elementary. I'm a pastor. You know, I might be not the smartest person in the world, but I know what confidentiality means. But he said, I want you to repeat after me, all three of you, that if anybody asks you about this contract, this deal, the judge says, I can't speak about it. And he made us uh, repeat that. It was incredible. He said, okay, come on over to the the courthouse. And um, I want you to come on in. So our attorney, our local attorney, uh, shows us into the courtroom with the judge and I don't want to forget this I'm going to tell you now we didn't find out till over a year later that this judge didn't allow any recordings whatsoever to go on in that court that day nothing because when we hired Warner Mendenhall which is our attorney now he, he told his investigator when we hired him a year ago uh, go to that court, you get everything that was recorded that day, because it was horrendous what happened in that court. This is why our case is so different, is really what happened in that court, and she did, and uh, she said, there's absolutely nothing. He would not allow anything that day, nothing, so it's like it didn't happen, so so okay, uh, but when we walk in, we just sit down and the judge, Mark Serrett, he says to me, look, uh, I don't, I, this is how, this is what he said and how he said it, smart Ellie. He said, I don't even know why I took this case. Uh, I'm the only judge that would even look at something like this. And I don't know why I did it. And, um. He said, I'm so doggone busy. And he was telling us about this other case, about a sex offender that he had to deal with that day or the day before, I don't know, it was nuts. And we sit there through that nonsense and all that. Then he looks at me and says, uh, well, you know, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, shelf this whole thing. My daughter started bawling. His own staff attorney was a woman, nice lady, She cried the whole time because of what he did to us. Now, he said, I'm just going to shelf it. He said, and I'm sitting there. Why? I said, why? He said, because of that attorney up in New York. He is only representing you because he has a big ego problem. He's trying to make him a a name for himself and just went on and on about Ralph. And he said, I don't like him. Every time we get got uh, a day and a half messing with this guy, and every time we get close to uh, signing a contract, uh, he wants to change something. Well, if you saw the contract, you know why. Well, my daughter stands up and says, Your Honor, can we call Ralph and talk to him? He, What he did, he took our lead attorney, Ralph, in New York, and took him out of the picture. Because I, you know what I said when he said that? I said, I fire him right now. I fired him. I had to. So we go out. Oh, he says, you have three minutes. That's it. He gave our attorney in Columbus, me and my two daughters, three minutes. So we go out and call Ralph. And Melissa's bawling and crying, Ralph, you, you're, you have to sign this. He said, Melissa, listen to me. I am not gonna pay a hundred thousand dollars. I love your family and all this. And he said, There's only one word you can it, it's this word unconscionable. What the judge has done to me, and what he's done to you, and your and all three of you, unconscionable. So he even said, Look, I in the last day and a half, I have run this by some New York Supreme Court justices and told him about this case. They said they've never heard anything like it in their life. And uh, Ralph's to go to become, I want to tell you this about Ralph become a New York Supreme Court justice, you got to go through him. He was 72 he's 72 years old. He told our current attorney uh, on Zoom, the five of us had a meeting. And uh, he said that was the worst day of his entire life, what that judge did to him and, and this family. So anyhow, is,
1: you know, you we know back if, again. is the judge, so his name was Mark Serrett. Is he, yes. is this an elected position or how is he? I
3: believe so. Uh, yes, I believe so. Common so, please. Yeah.
1: All right. I mean, you know, I, I, Warner's the one who gave me your your case originally, and because I know exactly. Warner well, he's involved with our case. And yeah, I know. He yeah, you know, he's got a, a really a crack staff. I'm guessing they're going to dig into if Ohio Health um, it has sponsored the judge via via re-election. I'm I'm would expect they're going to do that. Do you know uh, the answer to that? Well. And, but first of all, we
3: we have never wanted any money out of this thing. We just wanted out of a gag order that we could tell the story because we signed that contract. Yes. You know, this is what happened. I We walked back in the courtroom, and before I could get sit down, the judge says, we got it figured out. She'll get the – this is his words. She, your wife, will get the ivermectin tomorrow morning. I'm going to Ohio health attorneys have agreed that I put a gag order on Ralph in New York, gets him out of the picture. See, they took our top attorney and took him out, Yes. forced me to fire him. Then they took him out completely with a gag order. So, uh, you come up tomorrow morning to your local attorney's office, you will have the contract Ohio Health will sign the contract we do that at 10 o'clock we're there we have the ivermectin in our possession so I walk into our attorney's building he, he met us out in the hallway and had us to sign on a a bar type of thing not in his office but I said look Jeff I said uh Jeff Perry I said did they change anything from the time we were in court, around five five thirty, to this morning or last night, when when all lawyers were supposed to get together that evening? And he said, "Yeah, they 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 changed a couple things, but it's nothing to worry about. Get the ivermectin over to your wife. And we signed it, and what they changed." Is uh it is absolutely unbelievable. It took Mark Saritz uh where he said she'll get the ivermectin. That ruling, um, uh, they took that out and made it 100 percent up to the doctors of Ohio Health whether they would administer it or not. Oh my gosh. And our own attorney didn't tell us, didn't want us to see it. We get every hospital, we wait for two three hours and we're thinking what in the world's going on and i i said to the girls our local attorney has sold us out there's something wrong i felt it and three hours goes by our local attorney jeff calls melissa speaker phone this is what he asked is is brenda off life support We said, no. Why? Well, somebody at Ohio Health contacted Paige Kahn, which is the judge staff attorney, and said that she no longer has COVID and she doesn't need the ivermectin. Oh, my goodness. It was a lie. They let the judge. So what did he do? She We've At least we've got that. We've got a copy from the staff attorney to our local attorney. We have a copy of that that says she got a message from Ohio Health that Brenda was doing significantly better that morning when she was doing worse. She had a fever, 105, 106. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my, my gosh. gosh. Okay. We got there, though, and this it was strange. They had her doors wide open. We didn't have to wear none of the garb anymore.
1: Yep, of course.
3: Wide open. They took her for a CT scan that we didn't know about um, on her brain. And that took a whole team to to move her from down down the hallway or wherever they had to go. Maybe another floor. I don't know. Also behind our back, they called Gustaldo. He's the trigger man. He's the big, big shot. Infectious disease. Head for all the high health. Um, he calls our local doctor in Logan here, trying to get him on the phone, trying to get him to call us and talk us out of the ivermectin for a day. Well, he didn't do it. He was angry. He told Gustavo, no, I'll no, you give her the ivermectin today. She needs it today. We don't have anybody to uh, administer it. All of a sudden, he said, let me tell you something. I'll I'll leave my practice right now. I'll be up and give it to her right now. No, you're not allowed to do that. You're not a part of our organization. Okay, this is all truth. Um, So we get this news. Our attorney calls us back and says, hey, they want to have a meeting with you. Gustavo, all the top brats. I forget. Girls said there was five in there. I can only remember four, but five people. Head, heads of all this stuff. They want to meet him with you. I said, absolutely not. No. What's the meat? The judge said she's going to get it today. She He said, okay. Uh, he, he'll let them know. 20 minutes later, the ambushed us in the ICU waiting room. All of them. They walked in. I said, what are you doing here? give her the ivermectin. There's nothing to talk about. My girls start bawling. Gustavo gets on one knee in front of my oldest daughter, starts patting her leg, trying to comfort her. I was fit to be tied. And I said, what are you doing here? Well, Brenda has this, has this, has this. They thought she had some cognitive issues. She had one pupil was a little bit Smaller than the other one. Well, that was a problem with her eye from previous. We had to do a a CT scan. It came back normal. It was a charade. It was so, anyhow, I got him to admit some things. I said, uh, Dr. Gustavo, have you ever in your practice uh, prescribed ivermectin for any of your patients? Oh, for years, but never he said for covid i said really it's he said it's for horses basically and for a few things i said well the judge says give it to her we're going to give it to her uh but you know we talked and talked and talked and finally he had the girls and get this even today they say we weren't under any distress at all duress none Um, that's what they told our second judge that's handling this thing right now we were never under duress but this man made the statement to everybody in that room you know if we could have got it to her the ivermectin sooner it might be a different outcome can you imagine him saying that i had i not been a christian man i don't know what i'd have done It was all I could do uh, to hold back when he said that. But I said, are you kidding me? I jumped up and down. I've spent in eight days, I've spent $18,000 to get this decision, to get her the medicine. And you standing there and telling me something like that. I said, I want to ask you four or five whoever's in there. I want to ask you something. If that's your wife, mother, daughter. If that was them laying in there right now, and you had ivermectin, you had any other kind of thing that you're been to- you're told that they're not going to live anyhow, what would you do? Costaldo, the head ICU doctor, and that that young that that guy that lied to me about ivermectin couldn't buy it. Those three said we would go by p- protocol. I said, so you'd do nothing. To save their life. That's, they just, oh. Yeah, yeah I mean, the they've, head already their, shown,
1: I, they've already shown that they're liars. So, I mean, they just continued the lie oh, at that point.
3: I he, told him I have never met anybody like you. There was three of them, I believe, that said that. I've never met human beings like you three. That's what I told them. It, my conversation with him, it caused so much pain for him that he went on channel 4 channel 10 two big networks on tv the next morning to tell everybody that ivermectin to settle everybody down ivermectin is for horses but i will admit i've i have prescribed it in the past but not too much for other things but never do not take it for covid it could it could damage you and all this other stuff so and is, he, so is, that we, man,
1: is that man still practicing in at Ohio? Absolutely.
3: Health? Absolutely. Well, you know, this
1: is the this type of thing is what's shocking. and in, in, you know, people have asked, you know, why don't you just give up and go back and do you know, get back to work and all these things? Well, you can't. The reason is is no. you can't, because no. this man that you're talking about and all of his accomplices are serial killers. And they are serial, they're right. serial killers. And so you want to expose. You're just trying to see you know, how can you go back to work? I mean, you got to share. you got to tell people. So hopefully they wake up.
3: I'm fortunate I'm a pastor. And I have, you know, I'm retired too, but I'm a pastor. And I, I won't quit until I die as far as pastoring. But um, the Epoch Times did a big thing with us. And when the last... At at the very last of that interview, it was over an hour long before they uh, put it online. But um, do you have any other comments? I said yes. I I will tell you this, and the people that is going to listen to your report. If I and my two daughters hadn't went through this, all that we went through with the court system, that is crooked as I don't know what, and this hospital. That murder, we watched them murder every person that came in with COVID. I wouldn't be, this is me. I I don't know. I don't think I could believe what you're going to print about our story. Yep. I just, I don't know if I could believe it. So you're going to be printing something. I don't even know if I could believe if I hadn't went through it. That's how bad this thing was. Well, it's and, right, it's
1: right on, and you know the Epoch Times. Did, Don, can you bring up the screenshot of the Epoch Times article? This link, uh, by the way, will this will be in the show notes, so everybody can find it and read it. They did; they really did a nice job on the story. Yes, they I, did.
3: They did. I want
1: to. This reporter
3: um, took him about a month to do it, but
1: yeah, so. it's, it was it was well done. And then they they screenshot something. Don, can you bring up the screenshot within the? All right, so Don, you remember this? They they put this right inside the the article, mm-hmm. and this yeah. is a documented lie. Can you comment on this, Don?
3: Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, the 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 uh, clinical trials thing. Um, uh, let's see the FDA has publicly stated that neither treats COVID nor benefits to patients. Now that's a lie.
0: Right.
3: Uh, I mean, it's just a, it's nothing but a lie. And, but you know what, here's the problem with all this. What well, I don't know what it's going to take for people to believe your story, our story. I have no idea what it's going to take. Um, it, It's outrageous. Now, like I said, we're we didn't file anything other than to get out of the gag order. But here's the truth of it: uh, our attorney now, uh, Warner Mendenhall, he he uh, filed some facts uh, to Ohio Health, named five doctors that we were concerned with that did wrong and. That's all he did, and they turned around and with this second judge that we're under now says, uh, um, we're gonna sue them. So they now are suing me, Warner, and my two daughters for a frivolous lawsuit. Oh my gosh. And, And this judge, had this case set for oct this trial set for october 23rd what 6 6 weeks ago he put it off till april of next year so here we go in april we're being sued uh for a but frivolous lawsuit which, which thing, they,
1: so has this combined into then one one trial so your suit and their counter suit is all in one right
3: um yeah basically but only thing we wanted was the the gag order lifted. So here's what came about with that. Ohio Health told this judge they were never under the gag order. What? Wait a minute. Why? Because Brenda died. See, the judge shelved this whole thing uh because they said she didn't have ivermectin or she she didn't have COVID. So i forgot to say this so we put it off one day we allowed it to be put off one day and the judge shelved it until he could get counsel together guess what it never happened he never ever got counsel together he was talking to their judges while we were out talking to ralph in new york now that's i don't believe that's uh that's lawful either but uh, so anyhow the contract I wanted it dismissed she dies on September 2nd a week or so later I get a hold of our Columbus attorney Jeff and I said Jeff I want this case dismissed because they we were still under the gag order
1: right
3: well because so she never he got, got okay. Iver,
1: she never got ivermectin, so why would you be under gag order? never wording? got so, it
3: not. right. Well, still, but he said, yeah, you're still under it. I said, okay. He charged me $1,650 to send a letter to the judge saying it wants, he wanted to dismiss. Two, three weeks later, judge dismissed it. We call uh, our attorney in Columbus, said, okay, uh, are we still under the gag order? He just The judge dismissed the case. Well, yes, you're still under the gag order. And if you want counsel any further, I would be glad to take that. I said, not hardly. (laughs) He sold us out to begin with. So (laughs) this is what happened. So I go hire Werner Mendenhall. I've got over $50,000 in this case right now. Now, so um, this should be in the van. So anyhow, uh, Ohio Health, when we filed what we did, they've, they filed a frivolous lawsuit. Why? Because they say, they told the second judge, they were never under it. It was dismissed. Warner looked at the contract. He's not a dummy. He said, right. yeah, you were still under it. We took it to... Three other attorneys before we saw Warner, they said, "Yeah, you're still under." Okay, but they basically this new judge went back to 2005 and found cases where, yeah, they can sue you now for a frivolous lawsuit. Now somebody, I I've spent twenty thousand trying to get out from underneath this thing when I wasn't. <laughs> so, who's to blame here? Well, our a Columbus attorney Jeff told us we were under it, and he even offered to take the case to further it to get us out from under the gag order. Oh my
1: goodness! So well, here we, we, we are. are. That are you still so under the doing? gag order, but you just don't care anymore, or what's the status of what? Well, know, you, no this this second judge made it
3: f- official. We're not under it. Okay, Okay. but we're still liable to be sued by Ohio Health for a frivolous lawsuit. Sure. Because we should have known their explanation to the judge, the second judge was they should have known because Jeff Perry should have told them. See? Yeah. What is what's
1: what's the perspective of the second judge? Your take on him right now. Right now we're uh we're, we're staying positive with
3: him uh, because looking at the law, I think he's doing what he has to do right now, but he, and he did put it off till April. Uh, and in that the letter that he sent us in the decision, uh, he, he says that there's a, there's a comment in there by him that uh, he would like to see both sides come to some agreement. Well,
1: yeah, well, what, is, what does that look like? I mean, that's, you know, this Ohio Health is approaching. I, 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 here, you, off the Ohio, air, I can tell what? you.
3: the I can tell you right now off the air, but it's something I'm itching to tell the world, but I can't do it yet. But off the air, I'll tell you to see Sounds
1: what good. you think. So, well, I mean, Ohio Health has you know they're approaching this with no fear you know they the everything they have done is is against the against the law i mean they coerced you um they wouldn't let you have the right to try nothing and you know they they just basically they say sue us we're bigger than you and we Absolutely. and by the way we have the federal government backing us up i mean there's no fear with how they are approaching this and on top no. of that we've we have all the programming is, is for us. So, I mean, nobody's going to believe you when you tell the story. I mean, it is, this is how ridiculous this all is.
3: Uh, well, if I lose everything I've got, uh, we still have to do the right thing. We, we almost quit. And I told Warner it was three months after we hired him. I said, look, we're done. I, I just quit. And then I changed my mind. And we, twice now I've I've said that, but, here for the last eight months it's full go ahead well i'll never stop good they're you. not going to shut us up and right now they're doing everything they can to do that and i don't know if they've seen these podcasts this, this is the 15th one our story uh you know we were uh in we we had a a long one in U- ukraine uh i can't remember her name kate somebody but uh it's all over the place. And ours is unique in this, I think, that what was done by the the judge, what we were forced to do. And now they're saying that, see, there's no proof of that other than me and my two daughters and a staff attorney and five five attorneys, which on this next case, the way I understand it, our local uh, attorney is going to be a witness for them. So... Oh my I'm gosh. not 100 sure on that, but I think that's what I might have uh, heard. But um, we're not going to stop. If 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 we lose everything we've got, we're not going to stop. My girls just had ordered uh, t-shirts. We're going to start wearing those. And uh, let me show you. Well, yeah, this is one of the good pictures. This was basically right before she passed away. Wow. Uh, oh, cool. This that's is a the great, end. Shot. great shot. To be to be taken from this world the way she was murdered. And uh, I'll tell the audience also, I thought it was a right for people to get loved ones' medical records. I thought that you know you might pay for the paper and because ours was hers was just on the, the hospital side, not the nurses, 3,300 pages. She was in there for 20some days. I wanted them. I I called and asked him for them. No, we can't give them to you. Oh, really? Are you kidding me? I had to go to our local my personal Logan, Ohio attorney, and he had to petition the our county judge, common police judge down here. He had to sign a form to get those things relate, released. Released. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Great. And then I had to pay them $65 for the paper. And I don't care about the money. It's, I had, well, that's more money. Yeah, I had to pay for all that to get her records. And then we sent them, I gave them all to Warner. He gave 3,300 pages to a professional. And it took him a month to go through them. I paid that lady $30 an hour. That's $3,000 to go through them. It came down to 53 pages. I'd love to send you a copy of those It'd make you sick. They overdosed her eight or nine days with fentanyl. We knew they were doing it. We caught them. And, uh, we'd have them back it off while we were there. As soon as we left, they give her more and, um, Many times, there was many days in all this that she would start to wake up. She would follow commands and this and that. And the day she was supposed to get a trach and get off the the, uh, life support, we walk in that morning, excited. Her room was full of head doctor, another doctor, three nurses, two outside, ready to use paddles. I said, what happened? She crashed at five thirty, yeah, and we don't cars. know why. Yeah, yeah, they didn't know why. Yeah, they were. Here's the deal: they were never. If anybody could have lived, it would have been her. She did. She'd have lived with the Abermacklin. But it would have set a precedence. Yes. For Ohio Health, maybe Ohio or whoever, that that other people could use it, so they couldn't let her live. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I'll tell you one other thing. About eight days before we took her off the vent, she started turning purple. Her t- We were allowed in there 24 hours a day, seven days a week because I had this lawsuit. When other people weren't allowed to come in once a day, right next to her room for 15 minutes. And people would say, why in the world are those people in there all the time? I said, you need to sue them. But so, yeah. but anyhow, they, they changed her, uh, breathing tube, put it back in the wrong spot.
1: You got to be kidding
3: me. No, nothing you can do about that. That's protocol. See, yeah. they have immunity, but what they don't have immunity is, is the, is the legal stuff that the, the court thing. And, and them. I will, I'll say this. Probably be my last statement, really, unless you have questions. But one of the most important parts of this story is this. I will never rest until I find out who from that hospital told the judge staff attorney that she was doing significantly better that day. That was an outright lie that cost her her life. And the judge shelved it forever.
1: No, I don. I am so happy that you are in this this fight with me. You know, we're 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 side by side. We're fighting this. You know, we are we're fighting for one point two million Americans. That's right. I do have a couple of things I want your comment on because I, okay. I, especially with your background, I knew you would be able to comment on both of these. So I, I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to ask you one final question, which is how can people help? But I want to just go through these two slides first. So Don, can you, can you, it's not a slide. So can you play the Leviticus 5. one clip,
2: Don, right now? Okay. This is the last chapter for today, the guilt offering, person sins in a, in hearing the spoken oath and he is a witness whether he saw or knew about the incident and he does not report it he bears guilt so I like this chapter actually goes into a lot of different what's good and bad but I found this kind of interesting that like if you know something is wrong and you witness it you don't report it like he he's guilty just the same like let's say you're working you know in, in your job and you saw something that was wrong and you don't uh, address it that isn't that person who didn't report it is guilty too of that
0: yeah yeah it's apathy is is the poison that allows for more evil to take place
2: yeah and we kind of see that all the time now right there's too many people uh going along with the sin and they don't speak up against it or report it um so i i kind of see this as relevant for today for sure well on a deeper level
0: you know why they're not reporting
2: it why aren't they reporting it
0: they value their relationship with those who are doing the evil than they do with anyone else so they don't want they don't want to look bad in the eyes of those who do evil and there's nothing more evil than that you like you want to look good you you want to you want to look like you're one of them like you want their approval rather than god's you want their approval rather than righteous men how demented do you
2: have to be yeah and they're guilty under god's eye they're all guilty you want the approval of guilty men yeah. that you have to be guilty
0: then yeah because if you want the approval of guilty men you're going to do the same thing they're going to do in the future. Like, there's no doubt about it because
3: well, you want. I think,
2: yeah. And I think they, you know, if if they don't repent, then they're guilty till the mm-hmm. day they die.
1: So, yeah. you know, Don, I'm hoping as we get into the discovery phase and in, in your trial too, that it, somebody will will have a conscience and come clean but you know what's your response to the leviticus passage
3: well i'm mandated as a pastor to report anything that's not right correct, as, even legally uh so it's all it's all true this is what's going on um uh, but it reminds me also of a of a nurse that was taking care of Brenda. He came in one day and he said, uh, "They the, most of them were traveling nurses, so you only seen them, you know, every four or five days." But this particular one said, "You know, I told my wife last night. I don't know if I can keep doing this." And I didn't think anything about it. But there were they, she did have a nurse that uh, he he took very good care of her. This gentleman had been there for a long time, I think, and uh, he took very good care of her. But then, as we started to pray for her more and take a lot of positive steps, and we were very hopeful when she would come to you know and react, and and um, just one day, me and my one of my best friends, which is uh, he was an attorney himself, and uh. Retired attorney, but this uh, nurse uh, looked at us and said, she's not going to make it. I said, what? I said, I serve a God that says she can. He said, well, God or no God, she's not going to make it. And I walked out to the nurse's station. I said, I don't want to ever see that man in her room again, ever. Well, I've had a lot of time to think about that guy. And I know why he said it because he hated what he was doing. He knew that he was help killing people and it was killing him. I just wonder now how many people that's even there right now in that hospital, uh, because I do know of nurses that have quit. And uh, and I've heard some horror stories where they go home and cry all night because they knew what they were doing was wrong. I want
1: to do one one more, Don. Super, Don, can you bring up the amnesty slide? I want you to take a look at this. This this is brand new, Don. I just learned about this on Saturday. There's an amnesty play to have medical professionals come forward and in exchange for becoming whistleblowers, they would get amnesty. I mean, this is brand new. So, I I mean, I am totally against this. I shouldn't have told you that ahead of time. But I just want your perspective of it when you hear... Doctors getting amnesty. Can you imagine this? This uh, no, doctor no. getting no uh, I heard
3: I heard this. I heard most of this before I came on, and I'm sitting here thinking, Are you kidding me? Um no, I'm totally against it. They need held accountable, but I really don't know if any of them's going to be held accountable. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna take the government that really uh with Fauci uh giving him a, uh, the backing to to murder all these people, uh the same group would have to say, okay, we did wrong. Uh exactly but <laughs> right. I mean, that's I think- why this these stories need to go out to get rid of these politicians that are murderers. Uh, what I'd like to know is how many uh House of Representative uh folks, how many congressmen uh diet of covid and all these i don't know of any
1: great right. well it's because well, they're, in it. they're in on it don how yeah. can people how can people help you
3: well my my daughters tell me to tell you is this uh you can follow us on twitter getter telegram and facebook truths and truths uh social at brenda's Battle. So it's going to be at at Brenda's Battle. That's my wife's name. So you can get it on Twitter, Getter Telegram, uh, Facebook, and true uh, social. And if you'd like to help with uh, legal fees, uh, like I said, we got fifty some thousand it right now, and it's you know it's going it's still building. But if you'd like to help us that way, you can go to Give Send Go dot com give dot com slash Brenda's battle 21.
1: Wonderful. And that's gonna be in the show. That link will be in the show notes also. I'm gonna do just right. a quick wrap up and then I'm gonna come back to you, Don, for the final word. Uh, Don, will you bring up the lesser of two evils graphic while I talk right now? This is this is what has been on my heart for many, many months is that Satan's play here is we only have two choices, which is the great reset. So nobody wants that, right? But then no. this great awakening that I hear over and over and over, you know, we're going to have this alternative system, military tribunals, all of it. It's it's all part of Satan's lie. Why do I say that? Because there is no repentance that is coming along with this great awakening scam. So it's just a scam of a different color. Satan has two sides of the same coin, the evil and less evil sides. Mm -hmm. And that's what this graphic represents. And I know for sure, because repentance is not part of the plan that's being proposed. I wanna just share something that happened to me earlier this week. I always close with a gospel message and I'm just gonna share a story this time. And then Don, I'll come back to you for the final word. Uh, earlier this week, Monday night, I had a late night interview, and I'm not a late night person. I'm an early riser, so I had some caffeine before the interview, and then I, you know, then I, I go home. I do, don't do my interviews at my house because we don't have good internet, but I go home and I've got to unwind. And when I grew up, uh, we, I didn't really get into sports, but the one sport I enjoyed was heavyweight boxing. And so I just mm-hmm. look, I don't I don't watch TV, but I just searched the, the smart TV for Muhammad Ali story. So I always liked Muhammad Ali. So anyway, they had this documentary on Muhammad Ali and they went through each fighter that that he fought in the heavyweight division and George Foreman was on. And I knew George Foreman was a Christian from prior knowledge. but. George Foreman was talking about after Ali beat him and he was really not, he was—he didn't say depressed, but it was the equivalent of depression. Then he got beat again and he's wondering, what do I do? He said, oh, I've got all the cars I need. I have the houses I need. I have all the money I need. And so then he's just thinking, well, I'll just, I'll just box for charity. And the way he framed then what happened next, he said, God tapped me on the shoulder and said, I want you not what you can do, I want you. And, you know, I'm reminded that God does not need an army, Don. Uh, He, you know, David took down Goliath. That was one man with one, well, three stones, but with one stone took down Goliath. Right. And Gideon only needed an army of 300. So we are called to do something special and God called us to do something special. And I, I couldn't be happier to hear that you are all in and you're not giving up. It's fantastic. So with all that said, the final word goes to you, Don. Go ahead.
3: Well, we are all in. And uh, I just, uh, you know, this whole thing, we put it in God's hands. So um, we I constantly tell the Lord, uh, if you want us to shut up, we'll shut up. But as long as you give us the opportunity to tell our, this story, um, we owe it to, uh, Brenda first, we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to the American people. And it, it's, it's evil versus good. And it, this whole COVID thing is evil. It was evil. And it is even today the same. Um, but we're going to fight, uh, uh no deals we're we're we we're going all the way with this so um and the lord knows our hearts so it's uh you know we have to live through this every time we say it talk about it uh but it's still it's worth doing it for the well, benefit of others yeah uh, we were, I really uh thank you uh uh for letting us come on today um so usually one of the daughters is here with me this is only a second one i've done by myself and but i think it went pretty good
1: (laughs) oh i think so too and you know it's it went it went well because it was truthful and don it is truly Mm -hmm. truly an honor to have met you today and thanks for coming on
3: same to you and uh You'd want to talk to me after the show or whenever. There's a couple things I could, I want to share with you,
1: but. Very good. Just hang on. Just hang on for right okay. after. We'll see if we can just talk briefly. Thank you. Okay.
3: Thank you.